Hello there. Welcome to another edition of the Mixtape Podcast, the podcast dedicated to deconstructing film from a screenplay writer's perspective. I'm your host for this week. My name is Marcelo Inestroza, joined as always by my fellow co-host, Dean Stark. And on this edition of the show, we will be talking about the 1991 film Robin Hood, Prince of Thebes. So, as we do every week, I will turn the show over to my fellow co-host, Dean, as she takes us down a play-by-play of this amazing 90s film. This is my favorite version of Robin Hood ever. I saw it, I don't know if I saw it in 1991, but I saw it ages ago. Um, and it, it's my favorite. I don't care what bullshit Robin Hood shit they bring out. This is the best. And it still holds up. Like it's not even, okay, the only thing that's dated about this movie is maybe the hairstyles because it's very 80s. <laughs> it's like Robin Hood with like an 80s shag haircut. But everything else about this movie I absolutely adore. I've seen it so many times and I really, really wanted to to talk about it on this podcast. So Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, 1991, directed by Kevin Reynolds, screenplay by Penn Densham and John Watson. So the premise is uh, Robin Hood decides to avenge his father's uh, – wait, oh, hang on, fucking take two. <laughs> I can't read my writing again. Jesus, this is like a memento flashback. Okay, take two. Robin decides to avenge his father who was murdered by the Sheriff of Nottingham. He joins forces with Little John's band of thieves to overcome the evils of the Sheriff. So the opening scene is basically score music over uh, like medieval tapestry um with with like with credits and i i love the score to this movie do you like it i love the score oh my god i I don't know if it takes me back to like my childhood but the score is so epic what do you think about the score before i move on to the scenes oh hell yeah the score to this movie is so so bitching i mean there's something in the score that I'm so, I'm sort of I, I sort of don't want to say because if it's not true, I don't want to fall on my face again. <laughs> so I'll just I'll just let that go. Okay. But um, but the score for the movie is so epic. It really puts you in the right mindset for the for, for the great adventure movie that you're about to see it is absolutely wonderful it is it's great so uh after that uh there's words come up on the screen and i've i've written it down just to make things easier for everybody so 800 years ago richard the lionheart king of england led the third great crusade to reclaim the Holy Land from the Turks. Most of the young English noblemen who flocked to his banner never returned home. And now we go to the opening scene, which is Jerusalem, 1494 AD. And we're in uh, what looks like an underground prison. It's dirty. It's disgusting. It Everybody's sweating. Like it just, it's not a, pr- I don't think it's like a an actual prison. It's like a, I, I, I don't know. Someone's just created it. But it's really like the production design is, is fucking awesome. So the guards take a prisoner and they basically cut off their hands. And it's like, okay, these guys are not messing around. This is not kosher. This is not actual prison. What is going on here? So um, they cut off his hands and then we see Robin. 
and he's tied up. He's got long hair, so obviously he's been there for for years. He's got a beard. And the guards pull his friend Peter up and Robin says, no, 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 I did it. I Don't hurt him. I stole the bread. I did it. I did it. And, and the guard's like, well, we'll just, we'll just fucking chop all your hands off. And it was like, oh, great. So the guards go to cut Robin's hand off and Robin gets out and he just fucking kicks their asses. And then he frees his friend Peter. I'm mentioning Peter because Peter's like a – he's not an integral part, but he's like there's a point to him. Um, so he frees his friend and then there's a man played by Morgan Freeman. His name's Hazim or Azim. And he begs Robin, he goes, please, please, please free me. And Robin frees him and they escape through like a, like a manhole. They get to the surface and this guard's chasing them. Robin's friend gets hit with an arrow in the chest. And just before he dies, he gives him a ring and he says, please give this to my sister, Marion. Well, we know who Marion is, don't we? This is why he plays an integral part because that is basically what that is. It's the it's really the inciting incident that really pushes Robin into doing something, into changing basically his his trajectory. Trajectory. Can I get the word out? Um, uh, in his life. So Robin and um, Azim escape. Robin says he's headed to England, and Azim says. Azim, sorry, I'm going to get his name muddled up through the whole fucking thing, I know it, says he saved his life so he will stay with him until he saves Robin's life because he feels like he's in debt. And Robin introduces himself. He says, hi, I am Robin of Loxley. And that is the opening scene, which I really enjoy. What are your thoughts? Yeah, the opening scene to this movie really tells the audience that this is a ro- this is not going to be a paint by numbers Robin Hood movie. It is extremely, extremely, it is extremely, extremely dark and dapper and violent. Like you said, the prison is disgusting. These guards are chopping off hands. These, these prisoners look like they're on the edge of death. So I really think that the director of the film did a really good job of conveying the sense of despair and the sense of violence within the world i uh, 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 of uh of everything that i love about this movie i thought it did i thought it did, i thought it did a great job of telling us how serious the the subject matter was in ways that other robin hood stories sort of glaze over the violence of it all i think that this movie did a great job of showing us that and how brutal it actually was uh, when I, I, I mean, I mean, the setup with the setup with Peter, I thought was really great. Um, it was quick and it was right to the point. And the scene where when Peter gives Robin the ring and he says, "Return this to my sister. Look after her." That was a paint by numbers, you know, a shot in the air, sort of sending Robin on his quest to come home and protect Marion. But I don't think that was the inciting incident. I think the inciting incident, the, the true inciting incident of the film is is what we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes. But with that being said, it was a great it was a great motivator for Robin to 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 go back to England with Hazim, who now has a who, who now has a debt to pay because Robin saved his life. Yeah, exactly. So the next scene, or scene one, as I like to call it, we're at Loxley Castle in England, and we're with we're in the castle. We're with Robin's father, and he's writing a letter. We don't know really who he's writing to. Do we know who he's writing to? No, it's it's never 
It's never really said, but I, I think that he's trying to write. I think he's right to someone who has some, who has some pull. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, in 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 you know you know in Jerusalem yeah, because yeah, yeah. he because because Robin's father knows that Robin is in jail. I think he's basically trying. To, I think he's writing to someone who he thinks can get his son out. Right, That's right, who right. I think he's writing to. Okay. But it's never. But like it's never like said. you said, it's never. It's never explicitly said. Okay. So he's writing a letter asking if they know what happened to Robin is where Robin is, and he mentions they had a falling out, but he loves his son more than anything. He just wants his son home safely. Um, two men barge in to uh, to the room. One of them is uh, his servant, Duncan. So Duncan is going to be throughout the whole film. And the other one is just like a random guy and he pleads for him to rescue. I think he would rescue his children or rescue someone and there's many masks that have taken them and his son's dead and all this shit. And Robin's father basically stands up and goes, yep, because, you know, he just does the right thing. And he... The next shot is basically his father ex- exits the castle. He's in full armor. He's on a horse, and he sees he sees men in horses, uh, in white robes with masks on, uh, surrounding the castle. And we're gonna one of them takes the masks off, and we're gonna come to know him as the sheriff of Nottingham, which is played by the amazing Alan Rickman. And his father basically, like, he knows he's got no shot, but he's just, he wants to go out in a blaze of glory. So Robin's father rides out and then they surround him and you, they don't show it, but obviously, like, they they kill him. So what say you about that? That is such a cool sequence when Robin's father basically arms up to help this peasant guy and he goes out the castle. And like you said, the castle's surrounded by these 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 men on horseback in white cloaks with masks on and i really think the introduction of the sheriff of nottingham in this movie is one of the the best introductions of the character ever because the director basically you know he he goes to robin's father and then he does a slight push in to alan rickman's face as he takes the as he takes the mask off and just a look on his face it's just a look of evilness, and what you know, you know what 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 Robin's father says. He he goes, he goes, you, and he just says, you know, and then Alan Rickman basically says, Loxley, join us or die. And I was like, that is such a cool introduction to a villain, and Alan Rickman, just his face and his line delivery in that scene is so so great. It's so great. Yeah, so next scene, four months later, Robin and Azim land in England by boat. And as they're walking towards Loxley Castle, they see a boy being chased by men on horses. And the boy climbs a tree and Robin asks, like, what he did. And there were and the the head honcho, which we don't know who he is yet, they said he killed the deer, like not on like on, on the sheriff's land. And he, he, Robin says, well, this is my land. And like, you have no right to be here and everything on my land is mine. He doesn't know that his father's been killed and the sheriff has taken his lands yet. Right. But this guy does. So Robin asks like, well, the man starts a fight first of all. And like, he obviously he can't win because Robin's good, which is good because it shows Robin can fight. He shows that he shows that he can hold his own. Uh, Robin asks him like, who, who, who are you? And he says, he's the sheriff's cousin cousin and so he lets him go and he gives him a message to tell the sheriff of nottingham the thing is robin is not scared of the sheriff of nottingham he knows who he is he's not scared he doesn't give a shit 
And again, that's more character development for him. Meanwhile, Azim, because Azim is Muslim, he's praying to Allah. And he mentions he mentions Allah a lot and he mentions his faith and all that, which I actually really like. And it's it's kind of I don't know if it was controversial to put in a film in nineteen ninety one. Um, you know, uh, obviously Morgan Freeman is not Muslim, but or I don't think he is. Don't fucking quote me on that. But it, I think it might have been controversial to have someone of that faith um, in a movie. But I really liked it because it was very different. And throughout the movie, he uses his faith a lot, not to tell people what to do, but to teach people. And I really, really love that. So with that fight scene, Azim is is praying because they have to pray, I think, don't quote me, I think three to four times a day they have to pray. And because Azim said that he would go with Robin uh, because he has to he has to repay his debt, and Robin walked up to him. He goes, "Where the fuck were you? Like, aren't you supposed to be helping me? Like, aren't you supposed to be saving my life? Like, I was in trouble." And Azim, such good writing in this movie, says, "No, I choose when I save you. You don't choose." And I was like, "Oh, damn, damn! I really like that." I was like, "Oh, I choose. All right, okay." So anyway, that was that was that scene. Yeah, uh, that scene, that scene was really, really wonderful because, you know, when, you know, you know, when, you know, when, um, when Robin confronts the guards that want to kill the boy, because apparently to them, the boy has killed a deer on the, you know, on the, on the lands of the sheriff or, or whatnot. It's such a good scene because. Uh, uh, like you said, we see that Robin knows who the sheriff is. He doesn't give a shit. And he says to the guys, this land doesn't belong to the sheriff. This land belongs to my family. And, you know, anything, anything on this land is basically mine. So anything in that tree is basically mine and referencing the boy. But I also love what he says to the, what he says to the sheriff's cousin, Gisborne, um, when when he when he beats him and he and he thrusts the th- he 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 you know he points his sword to the to to the to the cousin to, to Gisborne's you know midsection he goes may I have the pleasure of knowing your name before I run you through and it's it's that is so great and the reason why that's so great is because Gisborne says that to Robin when he first meets him a couple minutes you know a couple minutes earlier right before the scene begins. As Robin is getting, as Robin is dispatching the 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 sheriff's men, I love how Azim is praying just over this over there to the side a little bit, and and we see Robin fighting for his life with these guards. And like you said, it's really really wonderful when he comes over, and he goes, "Where the fuck were you? I was fighting over there with six fucking men, and you and you were nowhere to be seen." You know, aren't you supposed to be my protector? But like you said, it was such a great line to hear Azim says, no, you need to understand, I I will fulfill my vow when I want. That is such a good line and such such good characterization for a really interesting character because like you said, Azim uses his faith all throughout the film to sort of justify his actions and to sort of teach people a different way. And also he does have this mystical way about him throughout the course of the film as well. Yeah, exactly. So the next scene, we are at Nottingham Castle and the cousin, 
bursts into a room and the sheriff of Nottingham, Alan Rickman, bless his soul, well, not not the sheriff's soul, I just like the actor, he's there with a girl who clearly does not want, she's forced, she does not (laughs) want to be there. Like her face, I don't know if this is like an actress or or what, but her face just fucking says everything and he tells him Robin is back and the sheriff is just like, well, so what? Take him out. So that scene is really short. short. But what it shows is the sheriff doesn't care uh, if a woman wants to be there or not. He's going to take whatever the fuck he wants. He doesn't care. He's an asshole. And the second thing that we learn, (laughs) he does, right? And the second thing in that scene that we learn is – uh, he thinks Robin isn't a threat. He thinks he's more. He's like, no, just fucking take him out. He's like a nothing. But we'll soon to we'll know that no, that is a, that it is that it is something. Yeah, no. But the great thing about that scene is when Gisborne comes in, um, you know, Alan Rickman is there with two chicks, and obviously he's about to you know do the do with them. And the great thing that he says while he's talking to Gisborne. One one of the girls tries to cover up, and he goes, "What are you doing? What are you trying to do? Cover covering up?" It's like it's like it's like it's like such a dick move. I know. But also the other the other great thing that happens is when you know when 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 Gisborne is trying to convey that basically Robin Hood just kicked the shit out of me and my men. Uh, the sheriff goes, "Oh, Robin, he's a he's a whelp. He's nothing. He's just mm. a spoiled rich kid. Mm. Whatever. We'll take care of him." Yeah. The other thing, the other thing that is very key, is the director sort of pans to 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 a corner of the room, mm. and in the corner of this room, there's this, there's this little hole with with this eye looking through it. Now, guys, this might surprise you. Look, I've seen this movie a million times yeah. throughout the course of my life. It's great. It's wonderful, but I never noticed that detail about this movie. That, like I didn't even I notice it this time. Was... No, no. Are you serious? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> well, okay. So, 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 so in that scene, like, like, like the Gisborne and Sheriff have their little spout. Yeah. But while they do, there's a moment when the camera pans into a, a little corner of the room, and you see a hole, and then you see an eye looking through that hole and i'm like that is so weird i've never noticed that before but that gets paid off later on in the film oh okay May- um, yeah no i 100 percent don't remember that i'm pr- like yeah, it, yeah i don't remember it, that at all it, it, it's it's there um no i'm sure it is yeah, look it's, this it's mo- so- this movie is long so i'm sure i missed a lot of shit yeah but but you know like i said like like i I have watched this movie countless times throughout my life, and today was the first time I noticed that little detail about this moment. I was like, "Holy shit! Wow. I've never noticed that before." Wow. Okay. I may. I want to go back and have a look, not to prove you wrong or anything, because I feel like it is there. But I want to figure out why. It's why yeah. I fucking missed it. But yeah, it's no, there. I know it's there. I know it's there. I know it's there. So, uh, moving on, the next scene we're with Robin, we're with Azim, and we reach Loxley Castle. And he walks in and the first thing he sees is his father hanging. And, look, I I don't want to say I love it because that's going to sound morbid, but the, the, the way that they've done it is really cool because he's not just hanging for a rope. He, he's inside a cage hanging and he's all like, because he's been hanging there for months, he's all like decomposed and stuff. So the the special effects makeup um, did did a really, really good job on that. And it was just like it was very in-your-face. It was very um, – oh my God, like, like you're not really expecting it to look like that. 
you're not expecting him to be hanging there anyway. But um, I really, really like that. And then his servant emerges. One of uh, the servant that went into the room with with the uh, with the other guy uh, for when Robin's dad was writing the letter. He comes out, and he has no eyes. And he said, "They took my eyes. They took my eyes." And you just feel so bad because he's like this old like grandfather. <laughs> like character you feel so bad for him you're just like oh he took your eyes like no and um and he says oh and p.s the sheriff took your lands and robin is like oh so there's a short scene after that i won't i'll just mention it uh robin is at his father's grave his doggies his his doggies grave he's put like a, a cross on it and he says he's not going to rest until he avenges his father's death and so that might be the inciting incident you're you're speaking of. Yes, uh, yes. Mm. Um, uh, like I said in the start of this episode, I don't think the inciting incident was Peter sending off Robin to look over Maine Marion. I think that the inciting incident of this film, for me at least, yeah, 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 was Robin coming home to find his house in shambles and to find his the 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 body of his father decomposing in the cage which was fucking awesome like you said the the special effects was just great and seeing duncan with his eyes taken out was awesome but also that great scene with robin by his father's grave when he takes the blood oath to avenge his death i think that is the inciting incident where robin says you know i you know he basically says i you know you know i ain't playing this shit i'm gonna go after this sheriff nottingham to get my land back and to get everything back because this is not right. Yeah, uh, I, it was it was powerful. That's the word I was looking for. It was a powerful scene, and you're right. That is the inciting incident. You're you're totally right about that. So the next scene is the we're with the sheriff of Nottingham, and he he's going down to a dungeon area of the castle, and here we're introduced to the seer or a witch or psychic, whatever you want to call her. I call her the seer. She's got, she's an old woman. She's got white hair. Uh, she just, you know, she's got this, these rotting teeth. She's got one eye that's like different to the other. Like again, the special effects people, I think did a really, really good job on her. And he asks her about Robin. Is he a threat? And what she does next is she cracks an egg that's full of blood and then she spits in it. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> I don't like spit. Or vomit, anything that comes from the mouth. I don't like it. And then she puts ruins, sorry, not ruins, she puts runes in in it, in the concoction, and she kind of moves them around and she says, she first of all she says, oh, I don't really see anything, and then she like has a spaz attack and says, I have seen our death, kill them both. And so the sheriff is like, fuck. Uh, that's the end of that scene. What do you think? I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, as a kid, this woman scared the holy shit out of me. She scares um, me now. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> but, but, you know, but you're right. The the whole scene of her opening the, the, the egg and basically in the egg, I think it's a dead body of a chicken or whatever, but it comes out with all the blood and shit and she takes the ruins. She has a spaz attack and she basically says, you know, oh, kill these people. I have seen our death. Uh, I, I I thought it was very very affecting, and I thought that the, what they do with that character is very interesting, and and they they do something with that character and the sheriff of Nottingham for that matter in this movie that I haven't seen that often. So I I really appreciate the film for that aspect too. Um, 
uh, what, you know, you know, when it comes to it. Yeah, I really like that scene. So moving on, we're with Robin, Azim, and Duncan, the guy that has no eyes, and they arrive at Peter's home. Uh, I don't know if Peter. I don't know if Peter. I don't know if you remember. He's the guy that died in the beginning that gave the ring to to him. That says you have to give this to my sister Marion. Uh, so they arrive at at his home. They knock on the door, and there's like a slider thing uh, that opens. And he's like, yeah, hi, I'm here to see, like, the woman of the house. Not not here. Like, this woman inside just will not let him in. But then eventually lets him in. Goes, okay, you can come in, but nobody else. You only. So she lets him in. And he walks in. And he's looking for Marion, obviously, to give her the ring. And there's someone that's standing above him on the next level of the house uh, on, on a balcony. And she's like, oh, you know, I made Marion. And then she walks into the light and she's this bigger, very, very unattractive woman. And Robin kind of looks at her and goes, oh, you've, the uh, years have been kind to you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. Like he's just oh, clearly just being nice. Uh, not what he was expecting because he used to, he, he knew her when she was a little kid. Uh, they used to kind of, he, look, she mentions later that, you know, she used to, burn my hair and terrorize me like but obviously he wouldn't know what he would she would look like now so she's anyway she's not what he's expecting blah blah blah. and then she basically tells him get the fuck out I don't want anything to do with you and there's someone that comes up behind Robin dressed all in black kind of like a ninja with a mask on and they try they fight him or he doesn't have any weapons he left them outside and they're trying to like what seems like they're trying to kill him and we don't know who it is and then he thrusts this person up against a wall and puts their hand over like a flame to like get them to drop their their weapon and she screams and he kind of backs up because it's like oh it's a it's a woman and then he unmasks her and this is the real maid marion and he recognizes her straight away he goes oh marion i love it i love the scene because it shows she can take care of herself she's tough she's not a princess She's going to come at him. She doesn't know his skill set. She doesn't know anything. She's just going to be like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm going to come at him. And I thought it was really great character development just to show she's no damsel in distress. She can take care of herself. What say you? Yeah, it was a really wonderful scene to to basically say that this may Marion can handle her own and she doesn't suffer any fools. The thing that I like about it is when Robin disarms her by putting her hand in the fire, causing her to drop the sword, made Marion, although she's unmasked, she doesn't lose the fight. She basically knees Robin in the groin. <laughs> so so she basically gets the last laugh of the fight. And you know, and and for that reason above all, I I really love that exchange. Also, I love the exchange that they have uh, a little bit later, which which you're going to talk about in a second, where where she, where she basically goes, the only thing I remember of you is the fact that you used to tease me when I was a little girl and burn my hair. Yeah. I thought that I thought that was a very very relatable character uh, character trait to give Maid Marion mm. because some because so many so so many kids who know each other as children who fall in love with each other as children like as a kid what's the first thing that you do when you like a little when you like a girl what's the first thing you do you tease her mercilessly that adults still that's do like that the, that's not a kid thing yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i like yeah like yeah like 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 yeah like, like like for example what dean just said if you like someone if you like if you like 
someone, what do you do? Yeah. You poke them and you tease them mercilessly. Yeah. So I thought that was a really, really good connection point that the writers added in there to, to, to show us that these people, although we just met them, these people have some history that we're not privy to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was great character development for both of them. So Robin ends up giving Marion her brother's ring. She's clearly upset about this. We fi- And then we find out crucial information. We find out that Peter and Marion are actually King Richard's cousins, which plays into it later. So she's actually like of royal blood. But we get to know Marion. And I like this scene because she's not just tough, but she has no drive for ambition. She doesn't want to go to court. She doesn't want to mingle with noblemen. She's not that kind of person. She's 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 of royal blood, but she wants nothing to do with any of that crap. She just wants to live on her farm and help people, which which really, really makes you connect with her and makes you like her instantly, even though she's only been on screen for literally five minutes. So I thought that that was a really great getting to know Marion scene, really great dialogue, um, just really great screenwriting uh, for her character. So now Nottingham's guards ride towards Marion's home because they're looking for Robin. Robin, Azim, and Duncan uh, jump on horses to basically lure them away. And they're riding through this beautiful, I don't know where they filmed it, should have looked it up. I assume they filmed it in England, beautiful countryside, and they come to a forest and they don't they don't want to enter. They're like, no, 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 because they think it's haunted. They 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 don't want to go in. And this is the infamous Sherwood Forest. And they go, Well, we have no choice. And they end up riding into the forest and it stops the guards. The guards don't want to go in. The guards are like, fuck that. I ain't going into the forest. Uh so it's I like that scene a lot because it's twofold. It's you get to know Marion and and the movie progresses because now they're in Sherwood Forest. And anybody who knows Robin Hood, Sherwood Forest is like a huge part of the story. Uh yeah, I know. Um the the part when Gisborne shows up to 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 to, to basically hunt Robin down is really good too because uh Marion and, and Robin are having a conversation at that point. And then and then Robin tries to say to Marion no, it's my mission to protect you. And she goes, I don't want your protection. I want none of it. And then, you know, you know, and then as as Gisborne and his men are riding towards Marion, Marion goes, oh, shit, he stole my horse. And then Robin just, you know, slightly goes by her, gives her a little peck on the cheek, you know, basically pats her ass, and then goes running off into Sherwood Forest. I thought, it's a, I, I thought it was a really, really good scene. And also, mm. I like that the writers took time to sort of give Sherwood Forest this 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 air of mystique and this whole haunted thing because again there there have been a million Robin Hood movies mm. throughout the course of human existence but I really feel that this one is going out of its way to be different and just to be a little bit more than what we're expecting yeah. from this story that we've heard a million times yeah no I agree I agree so moving on, Robin, Azim, and Duncan come across they're, – well, they're in Sherwood Forest, and they come to a crossing like a river, and men jump out, and they've got sticks, and they won't let them cross. And there's a, a bearded man that walks out, and this is the infamous Little John, and he says, you have to pay a tax or you don't pass. And Robin's like, uh, like they don't even know what's going on. They don't even – they didn't even know the people were in the woods. And so Robin goes, all right, well, I'll fight you. 
And little John's like, okay, you can fight me. And his men or his merry men, as we'll come to know them, is kind of laughing. And I like this fight. Usually, like, fight sequences are a bit like, mm, they're just a bit boring for me. But this was good because he, he basically just beats Robin down every time. Like, they've got sticks and he's beating him down every time. And I love this scene because Azim is standing on the sidelines, rolling his eyes, like, oh, my God, this guy's this. what the hell is wrong with this guy? This guy can't fight. Like, he's not helping him. He doesn't care. He's just like, oh, God, Robin, you oh, just get up. I, <laughs> I just love his character. He's constantly rolling his eyes at Robin, like, why are you doing this? Why aren't you winning when I know that you can? So anyway, they fight each other until eventually Robin wins. And he drags little John into the deeper waters. And little John's like, I can't swim. I can't swim. I can't swim. And Robin says, just put your feet down. And he puts his feet down and he stands up and the water is like literally like up to his like thighs. And he's like, oh, shit. And then he starts to laugh. (laughs) And then Robin laughs and they all laugh and his men laugh. And then he goes, he goes, um, he invites him to join him for dinner and they're all laughing and they're walking off. Can I just add something? That's the end of that scene. I'll ask you your thoughts in a second. Can I just say something? It's so interesting with men. Men will fight and they will fight and they will fight. They'll punch each other out and then they'll be like, hey, do you want to go for a beer? Yeah, cool. Let's go for a beer. That would never (laughs) happen with chicks. Oh, my God. No, women don't do that. No, if you fight with a woman, she will hold it against you until she fucking dies and even then she will hold it against you (laughs) into every single next life that she into the next hundred lives that she lives she'll she'll meet you and she'll she'll be like i don't i don't know why i don't like this fucking person because of something that happened 10 lives ago honestly we we don't we know we don't do i always but i always find that really lovely how men can do that they can beat the shit of it out of each other and then just let it go I like women can't let shit go, (laughs) but men can. And I do admire that about, about the, about men. But what did you think about the scene? No, but no, but I just want to, I just want to say a little bit aside to what you just said. The fact that women can't let anything go. I just, just want to throw this in there really quick. Is uh, is a wonderful thing about women, but also uh, 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 an, uh, a terrifying thing about women. Because yeah. women are fiercely loyal and women are very, very strong in their belief system. Um, and that's where I think they have – that's where I think they have a, a, a leg up on men. Because men, they only get mad to a point. But women have this sense of – uh, fearless loyalty to, to to something that I don't think men have, which is something which is a fascinating cork of the of, of the. We female definitely sex know how I to always... hold a grudge. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, no. It's just something fascinating yeah. that I, that I've always that I've that I've always thought of. I I, I love this scene because before Little John comes out, Robin is walking on the river. And he just he's he's walking on the river to see if it's okay for the horses to pass. And he says he you know after a couple of moments of surveying the land, he's like, oh this this is okay, this is possible. The horses will be able to pass. And all of a sudden, he gets tripped up by a rope. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the camera pans over to uh, 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 you know uh, the forest nearby, and you see this guy saying this you know weird nursery rhyme. And you're like, who is that guy? And I'm like, that guy is Christian Slater. And that guy is, 
that's awesome. That guy's Will Scarlet. And yeah. I I really I really like what they did with Christian Slater's character and what they did with Will Scarlet yeah, in this movie. I, do too. I, I thought that I, I thought that, that was very interesting. But the fight between little the fight between uh, a little John and Robin Hood was great because like you said, it was it was it was nail biting. Uh, and the great thing about it was Robin is getting his ass kicked, you know, six ways to Sunday throughout the whole fight. Uh, as a matter of fact, Robin would have lost if it were not for one little thing that little John did wrong. He turned his back on him. Um, also, also the great thing about that is that in many Robin Hood, uh, in many Robin Hood incarnations, it's the other way around. Robin always kicks the shit out of little John. Yeah. But in this movie, it's in reverse. Yeah. So I really, really like that for so many reasons. And like you said, uh, Morgan Friedman's character, Aziz, is just sitting over there watching. Judging. His war. <laughs> judging. Yeah, watching watching his war basically get his ass kicked. Yeah. So again, I love it. I love it how Azim says, said to Robin at the beginning of the film, I have... I'm going to avenge you, and I'm going to watch you, and I, and I'm going to fulfill my vow to you. But Azim basically fulfills his vow whenever he wants. But all he's done so far is watch it's Robin watched. get his ass handed to him yeah. twice. Yeah. First, first by first by first by uh, 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 Gisborne's men. Yeah. Which is the sheriff's cousin, and now Little John. So I'm like, <laughs> what kind of what kind of like guardian are you? You're watching Robin Hood getting his ass kicked. Sisquays is Sunday, but 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 all that does have a point, mm. um, which will oh, yeah. which we'll learn later. Yeah. But I thought you know you know I thought this sequence for for the introduction of the Merry Men, as they will be called later, yeah. was great. Yeah. So we're at dinner with uh, Robin and the Merry Men, and he says he wants to fight. It's a short scene. I do like it, but it's a short scene. He says he wants to fight back. And little John is basically like, we're farmers. Like, we don't know how to wield weapons. We have no armor. We have no anything. And and they're honestly, like, there's like 20 of them. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, no. And then, you know, Will Scarlet is there and he, he says something again. He doesn't like Robin. We don't find out until the end, but he doesn't not like Robin. Uh, I, I like that, like you said, I like what they did with his character, but he just snipes at him all the time. It's just like, and Robin's like, what the fuck is with this guy? And little John's like, oh, leave him alone. You know, he's just a, a boy. He'll get over it. But we realize why he's so fucking pissed at Robin at the end. And then Robin turns to Duncan because he hasn't been to England in three years. He says, do they still hold mass on Sundays? And he said, yes. And it's like that's a precursor to to the next scene. So your thoughts on that scene before I go to the the mass scene? Yeah, no, I thought you know I I thought that was a very very good scene because we learned two things about we we we, we learned two critical things. This this contingent of men that will be called the Merry Men later on in the film, they're a group of twenty people. But like you said, they're a bunch of farmers. They don't know how to fight. So it's very, very interesting that these people don't know how to fight. And it's and it's interesting how later on Robin will form these people into his merry men, his, his band of, of, you know, of, uh, of, of, uh, of, of Avengers, yeah, you know, yeah. against uh, the, uh, the sheriff of uh, Nottingham. 
But also a great thing about this scene is that uh, Will Scarlet starts to give Robin a ribbing. Mm. And I really love how Will Scarlet's motivation is given to us at the end of the film, but also his, Will Scarlet's motivation is hinted at, or, or Will Scarlet's reasoning why he's, pin, he's pissed at Robin is hinted at by Rob, by something that Robin says to one of the characters. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember who. But Robin says uh, later on, he says something that plays into the reason why Will Scarlet is pissed at Robin. So I really enjoyed mm. how that was set up and how that is paid off later with yeah. uh, with Will Scarlet's uh, story. He says it to Marion. It's the same. Right. Up. He says it to Marion. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He says it to Marion. So now we're at mass. And <laughs> I have to laugh. Oh, fuck. I have to laugh. Every time Alan Rickman is in a scene, I laugh. Not because he's not a good actor, but because he's just he's so good. fucking good. He's so good and he's so funny. They're at mass and they're listening to the priest do the sermon. And, and, and the sheriff at Nottingham is looking over at, May- at Marion smiling, but so fucking creepy. Like it's so – like he's trying, <laughs> to, he's trying to make it like, hey, but it just comes off as just fucking like, ugh. And Marion looks away like she's so fucking disgusted <laughs> by this guy. She's so disgusted by him. Like, ugh, just by the just that one look, it's like, ugh. So mass ends and Robin is there and he's in a robe, so nobody nobody can see who he is. Marion's kind of steps away and she's I think she's I don't know what she's doing. She's doing something. And she's by herself and she's then lighting some candles. Oh, she's lighting some candles, yeah. And then Robin Robin comes up to her and she's like, Oh my god, like what are you doing here? And so they have a quick talk. Um, revealing, she basically basically reveals the sheriff has a price on his head. He's basically sending everybody to to fucking hunt him. And he's and I'm like this. Robin's like, what's the price? And Marion goes, hundred hundred pieces of gold. He's like, hundred should be a thousand. <laughs> he just fucking that's that's a bit fucking low. But um, my favorite part of this scene is when Robin walks away and Marion says, Robin, can you please do me a favor? And he says, what? And she says, can you please take a bath? <laughs> and he's like, take a bath? <laughs> I just thought, I love this woman. She does not give two shits. I love her. Anyway, thoughts? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that that scene, that scene is so wonderful for so many reasons. One, because it was set up in the previous scene by, by Robin asking if Mass is still you know, observed on Sundays when he has Duncan. It's it, it's set up and pay off right away. But the great thing about the scene, at least for me, is Alan Rickman as a sheriff yet again. Like you said, the, like Alan's, Alan Rickman's reactions, his line to delivery in this movie is so fucking bloody perfect. I mean, it's fucking amazing. And I just, I, I, I think it's just great. So yeah, and the other the other great thing is you know that that that, that great scene where Marion, like you said, where Marion says, "Oh, you got a price on your head," and Robin says, "It should be much more." But the button to the scene, which is a moment that you love and I love, when Robin walks away and Marion says, "You know, can you do me a favor?" and she just goes, "You need to take a bath." It's it's so good. It's like this kind you know loving jab it's so wonderful and yeah. and kevin coster along with that in along with this actress mm-hmm. uh who is the same actress 
I believe, who uh, who is in the abyss. Um, oh yes, she ha- yes, it's the same yeah. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good call. She she has such uh, a good chemistry with Kevin Costner, oh, yeah. and they play so they they play so well off. They they play so well off of each other in this movie. It's it's really something wonderful to watch. Yeah, they have really really good good chemistry with each other. So moving on, the sheriff. We're still at we're still at mass. Robin's gone off somewhere. Uh, the sheriff of Nottingham corners Marion, telling her basically he likes her. She should move closer to the castle so he can protect her. And she's just like so disgusted by him. She's like, no, no, I'm not gonna do that you know but she's very nice about it she's like look i just want to stay where my family's home is you know she never says anything disrespectful to him but you can tell she's just saying something to make him like fuck off so he gives her a dagger for protection which comes back in the end and she doesn't want to take it she doesn't no no no, take it take it she's like oh yeah fuck all right i'll take it she has to be nice with him and that that's that scene so that's that's a short scene i like that scene but the next scene the next short scene after that is robin is speaking with the priest that gave the sermon and he's asking him because there's this whole rumor going around that his father was a devil worshiper that's why he was killed and robin doesn't believe it and he asked the priest like was he and the priest just basically says oh you know when i asked your father he wouldn't give a straight answer and all this crap and robin's like no that's bullshit like he just no and then he looks at the priest like, mm, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't believe you. And it kind of, it clicks in him that maybe the priest isn't as good as he should be. And you know, spoiler alert, he's not. So he goes to leave the room and he opens the door and the sheriff is standing there and he's just like bewildered. He did, he was not expecting Robin to be there and he's like standing there bewildered. Robin slashes him with a knife across his cheek, escapes. And then uh, the Not- Nottingham says the iconic line, I'll carve your heart out with a spoon. <laughs> That's that. Oh. It's, oh, my God. I was like, I, w- I was like waiting for it this whole movie. But I was like, that moment when Robin opens the door and, and, and just sees Alan Rickman there, the look that Alan Rickman gives is <laughs> such a look of, 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 of shock. And it's just like a, it's like a, it's like a holy shit look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, you know, when he stabs him and when he escapes and when Alan Rickman says, I will cut out your heart with a spoon. It's just so delicious. It's so, so great. I absolutely love it. So a little tidbit. This is not in my trivia, but I I, I was reading up about this the other day. Um, A lot, actually, every single line uh, that Alan Rickman says that's gold, like that's a, that's good, is actually Alan Rickman's ad-libbing. That's not that wasn't in the script. He made that up. So yeah, yeah. So he made up a lot of his his lines in the Stu- script stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, um, the I mean, I'm sure it'll be in your trivia. But the one thing I will say about this movie, the production of this movie is kind of infamous. I'll I'll just say. I'll just say, I'll just say, I'll just say that much. But yeah. So Nottingham is basically pissed. He's fucking pissed, and his guards start basically burning down villages, searching for Robin, which pushes people to Sherwood Forest because they've got nowhere to go. So they find shelter in the forest, and th- so there's a lot. There's hundreds of them. So Robin basically convinces them to fight back. Like you have nothing, you have nothing to lose. Like, you know, he wants to lead them. 
He wants to train them. He wants to teach them. And then there's this really, really great montage of him training these people. Um, they're building weapons. They're they're making weapons. They're he's training them to to shoot bow and arrows, to to wield a sword, daggers, all this kind of stuff, which is a really really cool scene. So what say you? Yeah, no, it's you know you know it's really cool. Um, to, you know you know to basically see the formation of the band of merry men. And the great thing about it is um, when these people come into the forest at first. There's his father with his son, and his son and and his son is really beaten up. He's got a busted eye, he's got bruises, and he, and he just take he goes he 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 looks over at Robin and he shows Robin his son's face, and that sort of causes Robin to have to have a moment of realization. He goes, okay, I need to take control of this, and I need to lead these people to make things better, not for me, but for all of us. And the speech that he gives is really, really wonderful. Yeah. But also that montage that you just mentioned of of people making swords, weapons, getting better with bows and arrows is great. It's really, really quick, but it's really, really effective, I thought. Yeah. So there's a montage scene after that, and it's of Robin and his men taking from the rich and giving to the poor. So anybody that enters the forest uh they rob them they don't hurt them they just they rob them because they're rich people anyway so they just they take their money but <clears throat> this is the scene that i absolutely love the sheriff of nottingham is fucking pissed <laughs> he is so fucking <laughs> pissed <laughs> like because he's he's talking to this guy and he's like why aren't people turning him in and the guy's like because that he's giving them money. He's like, wait, he's giving them my money. He's my money. He's like, yeah, nobody's going to, he's like, raise the, raise the thing. No, nobody's going to turn him in. They like him. And he, I think that, that, and then he says, he goes, he's, you know what? He's like the wicked witch. He's all bark and no bite. And he's just so, such a child. And he throws a tantrum and he goes, you know what? No more merciful beheadings and call off Christmas. And then he just. <laughs> and by the way, Alan Rickman made up that line, by the way. Again, all of his lines that are awesome, he fucking ad-libbed. And then he's, the scene's not over yet. He storms downstairs oh. and he sees a statue of him and somebody's already added the scar to his cheek. And he's like, what the fuck? And he's like trying to like rub it out. And he's like, what the hell? And there are two, there are two like random like innocent women just sitting sitting there um sitting on a step mm. and he looks at them he's so fucking frazzled and he points to them and he goes you 10 30 you 10 45 and bring a friend and then he just like runs off <laughs> again alan rickman ad-libbed that um but i just thought fuck that's so funny he's, he's like a child and he doesn't when he doesn't know what to do he's just like scatterbrained fuck i love that scene everything about it i think it's hilarious <laughs> But you know, you know, but but you know that scene. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, you could probably tell by my reaction. I adore that scene, but uh, but I do want to bring attention to uh, just a couple minutes, just a couple. I, I think it's just a minute earlier mm-hmm. when Robin is ro- when Robin is robbing all these all the people that go into Sherwood Forest. Mm-hmm. There's this quick scene where when the sheriff goes to visit the witch mm-hmm. and. And, and, you know, Alan Rickman is basically pissed and he takes off his coat and he starts hitting the, 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 the uh, uh, a chapel thing that the, that the witch woman has. Oh, yeah. He grabs a knife and he just goes, da, da, da. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just so, it's 
so good. So good. He just doesn't know what, ta- you know, doesn't what, know what you to know. do. It's <laughs> 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 like, look, I mean, I mean, I mean, look, look, look. The moment, the moment when I was in stitches is when Alan Rickman says, you know, no more merciful beheadings and cancel Christmas. I'm like, good God, man, what, <laughs> what could, what could compel you to say that? Cancel it's so Christmas. fucking great. <laughs> oh, this is, I mean, I mean, look, Alan Rickman in this movie is a bad guy, but he, but he gives the, he gives the character of, of, um, you know, of the sheriff such, he, he, he rounds him so well yeah. and knowing that he made up half the amazing shit that he says in this movie yeah. really shows you how dedicated he was to the character because he didn't have to do that. No, uh, I'll tell you my trivia a little bit. I'll expand more about that. But now we are in Sherwood Forest and there's a horse and cart and there's a big, huge, big, like fat guy on the cart and he's got barrels of ale um, on the cart and the, the men like, stop him and and that's the introduction that's for i tuck and he's not really a nice person he's a drunk he doesn't want anything to do he just wants to drink that's all he wants to do and you know robin arts they drag him back to to where all the men are in the middle of the forest they drag him back there and robin asks him to minister the men because they need faith which is true they need they need something and uh tuck accepts I do. I like. I like Fry Tuck's character. I didn't like him when he was introduced, but he, you actually he actually grows on you uh, throughout the movie. So I actually really did like his character. No, but the good. No, but the cool thing about Fry Tuck, uh, like you mentioned there, when he's introduced, he's a drunk, and the great thing about his introduction is that at first he 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 repels Robin and he. Mm. And he fights against him. He bites him. He kicks. He kicks him in the face. Yeah. But after Robin basically ties him to the carriage, he makes him walk the carriage back to where the to where the merry men are 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 in in the forest. He basically he basically says, you know, you know, he basically thanks God for teaching him humil- for teaching him humility. And I and and, and I think that's such mm. a really cool, interesting way to take an asshole. Yeah. And make him a good guy in a really short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So now we're back to Nottingham, <laughs> Sheriff Nottingham, and his cousin. His cousin walks in, and he tells him he's failed again. He's like, "Did you catch Robin? No, I didn't catch Robin. Did you get any of his men? No. Did you get anything? Uh, no, we didn't. We didn't get anything." And. The sheriff is kind of walking around going, oh, you didn't get anything. And I'm like, yeah, he's fucking going to, he's about to do something because it's just, you, you, he's at the point now where he's past anger and he's into psychotic land because there's like stages of anger. Like you go angry <laughs> like I want to punch something and then you get to a stage where you're so angry that you go psycho. <laughs> and and, and the, honestly, the psycho angry stage is where you is where everybody thinks that you're fine and then you just come out and you like literally like mow people down. That's the psycho- That's the stage he's at. He's at psychotic stage. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he is. And, I'm so sorry. And so funny. This is his cousin. And so he just picks up a sword and just runs him through with it. Does not give a shit. 
He's at that <laughs> level because the psychotic level of angry, you don't give a shit. You're just like, whatever, I don't give a shit. And then he says to him, well, at least I didn't use a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> so great. So I'm sorry. I, so I am so sorry. Tell me what you I, I mean, I, you clearly I'm like so it. sorry for laughing. That's all right. Go. Yes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for laughing through all that. But you're right. But you're right. At this point, the sheriff of Nottingham has lost it. He's 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 getting so sick of Robin fucking up with his grand plan, stealing his money, and he's so sick of his cousin's failure that you know he sort of walks his cousin around the 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 dungeon that they're in, takes a blade and goes, "You're dead," and he just goes, he just moves on like it's nothing. It's yeah. just yeah, so so great. Yeah, that's a great scene. So next we're yeah. with <clears throat> Maid Marion and her servant. Is the is that her servant? Uh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's her. The, no, actually, but uh, more than more than her servant, I think that's her friend. Um, I think that's the. I know. I think that's the woman that raised her. By the oh, way. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So whoever she is, she's with her, and they're riding through Sherwood yeah. Forest when two men, merry men, pounce on her, and they. They 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 have uh, bow and arrows in her face, and she's not scared. Like this woman is so badass, she's not scared. She's just sitting there looking at them, like what the fuck. And so she's like, "Oh yeah, if you want me, you know, come here, come here." So one of the guys goes, "Okay," and the, and she grabs him like a boss, puts a dagger to his throat, and she's like, "You know, take me to Robin, <laughs> take me to him." And so they go, "Oh okay." So they take her to Robin, and he's swimming in like a lagoon thing and he's he's naked and she you don't see anything but she she looks away she's like oh you know that she's looking away and then robin doesn't realize he's she's looking and so he gets stressed and he walks up and you know you can tell that they like each other and she was like what are you doing and he's like well, taking your advice <laughs> taking a bath <laughs> and so robin starts to show her around the camp and she's impressed she's like oh wow you built all this in such a short amount of time. And this is the scene that you were talking about before. Just after this, there's a short scene. It's really, really nice. It's a Robert and Marion scene. And he speaks about what he wants. And he says, I don't want this. I don't want war. I don't want to fight. I want a simple life. I want love. I want family. And that's it. I'm Like he's not about ambition either. He basically, his values align with her values of what she said in the beginning of the movie. But he also retells a story about his father. And when his mother died, his father took up with another woman to to comfort him. Now, as a 12-year-old boy, he basically said to him, gave him an ultimatum, it's either me or her. Like he was pissed. He thought that this woman was trying to replace his mom. Like he just thought it was too soon. And so his father like got rid of this woman, didn't kill her, but just sent her away because Robin basically chucked a tantrum and went, no, 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 no. Now that story is going to come back. That was the story you were talking about, yeah? That's the end of the scene. Uh, but tell me what you thought. And that's what you were that's the story you were referring to? Yes, that's the story that I was referring to uh when I mentioned the stuff with Will Scarlet to be paid off later on in the film. But um I do just want to point out that when Maid Marion went uh saw Robin in the lagoon, she didn't look away. She actually stared at him for a good while. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> she wanted to see. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. She definitely wanted to see, but um, but but you know, um, the fact that the fact that Robin's values align with Wayne Marion are so are so 
are so it's it's writing that just works i i I think um and the fact that robin doesn't kind of doesn't want the royal life he just wants you know a house some kids and some love is really really wonderful but that also makes robin's need to not liberate england because i don't think he wants to liberate england no I think the whole the, the the whole thing that he wanted the, the whole purpose why he weaponized these men yeah is I think I think he wanted to get I think he wanted to get revenge for his father's death I didn't I I don't think that he wanted to get I, I didn't think I I I I don't think that he wanted to get uh, revenge for England I don't no. think he wanted to make England better no. I think his only concern was getting revenge for his father's death yeah. and that's what makes this Robin a little bit uh, vastly different from all the other uh, incarnations of Robin that we've seen. Yeah, yeah, it does, it does. Because you have, I don't know. Look, I can't remember any of the other motives of any of the other Robin Hoods because they've just they go in my they go in my brain and then go straight out. But yeah, this gives him a motivation. This gives him a, a want and a need. So as Marion is leaving, Robin uh, asks her to take Duncan the guy with the the no eyes with, with her because he's just going to get he's just going to get killed and she agrees and it's really really sweet he goes up to Duncan and she, he just says are you, are you trying to get rid of me he's just this sweet old man and he goes no 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 I need you to go with her I need you to protect her I need you to make sure she's okay and he was like yes sir yep I'm gonna do that and I just thought what a sweet scene that was so anyway uh we're coming up to my favorite piece of dialogue that always gives me shivers so Robin asks Marion to send word to King Richard about what Nottingham is doing to the people. And she says if Nottingham finds out uh, that, you know, if Nottingham finds out, like everything will be taken away from her and she'll probably be imprisoned and all that shit. And Robin says, would you do it for your king? And she says, no, I'll do it for you. Oh, getting goosebumps. <laughs> and then she kisses him and then leaves. And I love that dialogue oh, because yeah. it's a prelude to like one of the best songs ever. And if you don't know what it is, it's yeah. everything I do. Uh-huh. I do it for you uh-huh. by Brian Adams, which is like one of the best songs. Yeah. Listen, I'm not a love song person, yes. but I fucking love that song is undeniably one of the best songs ever. Undeniably. Undeniably. Anyway. Yes. What say you? Yes. Yes. No lie. Before I, before I tell you what I yeah. thought about seeing no lie after I finished the movie, I played that song like four or five times. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's a great song. Great song. I love it. But you know, the but, but the great thing about the scene, like you like you mentioned, uh, because Rob, Robin realizes that shit is going to hit the fat. Robin realizes that shit is going to hit the fan very very soon. So he sort of he sort of puts Duncan aside the best way that he can. And the the wonderful thing that he does is like you mentioned. He doesn't make Duncan feel like he's less. He gives Duncan a reason to go with May Marion. He gives him, he gives him a last purpose, so to speak. And I, I, I really, really enjoyed that. Like you said, when 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 Robin asks May Marion to write a letter to King Richard, basically detailing what the sheriff is doing and what's been going on. Her line of "I won't do it for." I won't do it for the king. I'll do it for you. It's such a good line. But the thing that really makes the scene hit for me 
is as Robin is watching Marion go away in the boat, the the way that the director just stays on Marion for a quick moment and you see her disappear mm. into the fog. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you picked up on that. Yeah, I did. But it's just so cool how he just lingers on that shot yeah. of her going away from Robin. It's such a great scene. And it also, it also shows us how their relationship is progressing throughout the course of the film. Yeah, it does. So next we see Marion. She's writing a letter to King Richard. And she, again, something the audience knows that the character doesn't know, which you know I love, she gives the letter to the priest and we know that the priest is corrupt as shit, but she doesn't know it. And I'm like, oh, this is not going to end well for her because he's dirty and shady as shit. So the priest gives it to one of his (laughs) best writers and she's like, well, I'm going to send you know, her servant, her friend who had it with him. And the priest is like, ah, she's like, no, no, I need to make sure I need to send someone I trust. And the priest is like, oh, okay. And like, you know, like, you know, it's not going to end well. And it doesn't because they're they're riding along and then he hits her over the head. And obviously the letter's never going to get to to King Richard. So it doesn't go to plan. Marion's in her um, in her house at night and then the guards just barge in and they arrest her and, and, and she, she, they, they pull her out of her, her place, um, kicking and screaming and Duncan overhears everything. And he's like, and obviously like you feel so bad for him because he's blind and it's like, what the fuck is he going to do? But God fucking bless him. He does it. He grabs a horse cause he's in the stables. He jumps on the horse and he just whispers to the horse, take me to Robin, please take me to Robin. And it, it, and the horse does, but it makes sense because usually in movies you're like, oh, how does the horse know? But it, it, I don't know. In this movie, I'm not questioning it. I feel like it, it, it does make sense. But what say you about that scene? Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a really great scene, and um, the fact that Marion passes a letter to the priest, which she, to the priest that she doesn't know, uh, is dirty, but we know is dirty. I think it's really, really effective because the other thing that happens is that after. The priest except for the priest accepts made Marion's servant to go with the with the rider. There's a quick scene of the rider and the servant going to the forest, and the rider whacks Marion's servant on the on the back, and she he mm. basically leaves her there in the forest. Yeah, which I thought was I, I thought was really shocking and and it, it didn't it didn't necessarily need to be there, but I thought it was a, it, it, I thought it was a really cool add on. The thing about Duncan. Riding the horse into nothingness and going back into Sherwood Forest. Yeah, I'm only to let that go. It's yeah. th- this, my friends, is a fable, so it's all right. Yeah, yeah. So Duncan makes Duncan makes it to Sherwood Forest to Robin, where he where he is, where he's um, what the fuck am I saying? Where Robin is in the forest with his men, and he tells him that Marion's been arrested. But what he's done inadvertently is has led the sheriff's guards right to them and there's a huge fight and the sheriff's side completely decimates their village burns burns the merryman's village to the ground everything that they built they burnt it to the ground and we see robin falling from a great height into like fog and i mean obviously we know he's not dead but he he yeah i mean i don't know if you see this movie for the first time maybe you think he's dead but it looks like he's not going to make it but how, what do you think about those short scenes before I move on to the next one? It's such a great scene because it's such a great sequence because at this point, like like we mentioned, 
the sheriff is 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 at his wit's end. He's basically wackadoo, <laughs> and he hires a bunch of mountain men instead of using his regular guards. He hires a bunch of fucking basically they're mountain men Vikings who lay waste Celts, to Robin's yeah. forest. The, the Celts. Yeah. Thank you. And um, and they lay waste to Robin's forest. But one of the great scenes in, in that attack is the scene when Little John's wife is in one of the trees and she has a, a newborn baby. And it's just wonderful watching that scene play out and seeing Robin being able to save Little John's wife and yeah. reuniting them, but also we think fall into his death. So that scene is very, very effective. And people die. People are set on fire. People are shot with arrows. That's a good scene. It's <laughs> such a good, yeah, it's such a good scene. I mean, look, it's not an uplifting scene, but it's a good scene. No, it's, a good it's not. Scene. Yeah, yeah, it's a good scene. It's, it's a good scene. So Marion doesn't know why she's been arrested. She, she speaks to the sheriff and finds out that the priest betrayed her. And she's like, oh, shit. So he's, he takes her to the, the top of the his castle because she's there now. And he shows her that he's captured the merry men. She sees them all being led in, like, with, with ropes, not handcuffed, with ropes around their um, – their their wrists and he mentions marriage and she goes who's getting married and she in and he just looks at her he's like us and she's so disgusted she just could not be more disgusted by anybody this guy she's like uh no and then he tells her uh he doesn't tell her robin is dead but she asks about him and he kind of goes and she kind of guesses oh my god he's dead and she just she's just fucking devastated and yeah, so so I like that scene. I thought that pushed it forward into uh, the next scene, which is which is short. We see Robin's not dead, so we see he's not dead. Um, the sheriff. The next short scene is the sheriff uses uh, what the sheriff uses. He's he's interrogating Will Scarlet, and Will Scarlet says, "I fucking hate Robin. I don't care about him. I want him dead." Blah blah. blah. So. The sheriff uses Will to run back to Sherwood Forest just in case Robin's alive because he doesn't know and give him a message to, to lure Robin out, to lure Robin back there just just if he is alive and Will Scarlet's like, yep, I'm going to do it. I fucking hate Robin. And so, yeah. So what do you think about those things? Can I just say uh, yeah. something real quick? Uh, first of all, first of all, about the um, about the sheriff's telling, basically telling me and Marion, I want to get married to you and basically, you know, relaying the information that I think Robin is dead. You mentioned that he doesn't say, you mentioned that he doesn't say anything, which is true. Yeah. But he, he does show Marion his medallion. Oh, so yes. That's yes, yes, sort yes, of, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So that's sort of the proof that Robin is dead, and that's when Marion goes off in a fit yes. and cries. Yes. Um, also, I think it's a really, really cool scene when we find out that Robin is not dead. He sort of comes out of the forest bathed in light yeah yeah and um yeah and uh like jesus and what you know and what yeah like, like jesus oh my god exactly like jesus um so so you know you know so 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 with that basically it's robin's resurrection scene and i love i love morgan freeman's character when he notices robin out in the distance and he says he just basically says christian i yeah it's just it's just so good. Because but I also yeah, want to point out, I, I I also want to point out real quick, um, the scene in the dungeon <laughs> when 
when I'm see, I started laughing already. Okay. When the sheriff, when the sheriff is interrogating everyone, uh-huh. and he goes, "Listen, uh, the first person to tell me where Robin is will not get beaten, right?" Uh-huh. And then he goes, "Oh, wait, oh, uh, what are you going to do with Rob?" And, and and nobody answers him, right? Yeah. So he goes. Ah, all right. Well, um, oh well. Guess what? We're gonna beat you anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, but you know, but but the button on the scene for me is when he's talking to Will Scarlet, and mm. Will Scarlet says, "I can get you, Robin. I can find out if he's dead, and I can set him up for you." Yeah. But the great thing is that Little John's son has been captured, yes. and Little John just basically says traitor to Will Scarlet, right? Yeah. And the sheriff. And Will Scarlet go shut up. It's just it's it's, it's just <laughs> such a quick moment. But I love the yeah. fact that both of them say shut up and you say <laughs> to this kid. Yeah. I was like, it's just so so great. Yeah. It's so great. But now back to but now uh, uh, what what did you want to say before? Uh oh, fuck, I forgot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> anyway, no, no, but no, 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 no. But it was a, it was a. It, uh, I, I, I think, I, I think you wanted to make a point about uh, about about Morgan Freeman calling Robin. Oh, he calls a him. Christian yeah, when he, when, when, he calls him. He routinely call. He doesn't call him by his name. He calls him Christian. Like the whole movie, he calls him Christian. And it's, it's at the beginning, it's confusing because Christian is a name, but what you realize is that no, he's calling him by his faith, not a name. So I thought that that was really actually quite yeah. good writing. I've never seen that in a movie before. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that would yeah. go down now, though. I, Imagine in a movie where you called someone no. Muslim. <laughs> no, no, that, no, no. That you would be, be sta- no, edge, that was, look exit stage bad. left, fucking Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, that'd that would be really be bad. Yeah. Um, but you know, as a, I, I just just a quick aside, I didn't, I didn't really put. To, I didn't really put two and two together, but you're right. He is he is actually a Christian, so yeah. it, it does make sense. Yeah, it does. So Will Scarlet returns to Sherwood Forest, Forest, and he finds Robin, and he tells him the message that ten of his men have been captured. They will hang at noon before the wedding between Marion and Nottingham. And Robin is just like, "What the fuck?" Uh, that scene is short, but it pushes the story forward. But also, while Will is telling Robin this, we see we see Azim, and he's he's sitting next to Friar Tuck, and he's he's got some concoction that he throws into the fire, and it makes it it makes a boom, and Friar Tuck falls back, and he's like, "What the hell is that?" And you know straight away, oh, he's making gunpowder. And so later on, when that comes into play, it's not out of nowhere, and it's not out of nowhere that he would know how to make it because they've made his character know things that the other characters wouldn't know, but it makes sense because he's been brought up and lived in a different country. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not like one of those things where it's like, oh, how does he know how to do that? How does he just fucking know how to do that? No, but with this guy, it's like, why wouldn't he know how to do that? He's it's a, it's a he's come from a totally different country. We don't know anything really about him. And so any trait or skill they give him, you kind of just go, oh, yeah, that that fits. To me, anyway, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility that he would know how to make gunpowder. Yeah, I mean, like I like I mentioned before, and you have mentioned a couple times in this episode, there's something about Morgan Freeman's character that makes him uh, a little bit holier than thou throughout the course of this film. And the fact that he knows how to make gunpowder, the fact that he says things that don't necessarily compete with the other characters, it's completely fine because that really adds to the mystique uh, 
of the character and where he's from. And as a writer, you don't necessarily want to give characters that much things. You, you don't necessarily want to give characters that many traits without explaining where they got it from. But in but in certain situations, you can do that if you want to build up the mystique of a character. And that's the avenue that I felt they wanted to take with this character of, of, mm. uh, of Azim in this film. Yeah. So next up, we're with Frytuck, and he's on a horse and cart, and he's got barrels on this cart, and he's sitting next to him is someone that's wrapped kind of like a mummy, and we don't see, we don't know who it is yet, and we don't see their face, and he comes to the guards, and the guards like, "What's this?" And he's like, "Oh, it's ale for the for marriage celebrations," and of course the guards are so stupid, they're like, they don't even check, and he's let through, and he plays. Oh, no, hold up, yeah. Yeah, go Hold up. Yeah. Did we skip over did we skip over the scene when Will Scarlet's motivation is revealed finally? Um I I did we skip over that? Uh, uh no, when? no, I don't think so. Did we? When, when when because yeah, because when does he when when does he admit to 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 Robin that he's his half brother? I don't I don't think like, it's did that happen already? No, I don't I think it's uh Is it that scene? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, I, no, no, I think it's no, I no, I think it's the scene when he comes back into the forest and 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 little John is beating on him and he opens up his chest and he sees the scars and then before after after he tells Robin the whole spiel of what's going to happen to me and Marion, yeah, Robin goes, uh, well, what's the deal with you? Why do you hate me so much? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell the scene. Tell the scene. That. Uh, that's when uh, um, uh, it's revealed that Will Scarlet is the son that Robin had. That Rob- Will Scarlet is the son of the woman that uh, Robin's father had a thing with after his mother passed away. So that would make them half brothers. Yes. So I really like how that thing is sort of revealed at the last second to add a little bit more emotion going into the final yeah. battle and a little bit more thrust yes. going into the final battle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're right. That scene happened then. So anyway, Fry Tuck is um, – he places a barrel next to the gallows and the rest of his men kind of sneak into the castle. They climb up the walls. They, 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 they're, they're all in kind of like – um, it's called, it's all very like cloak and dagger. They're in like hoodies, not hoodies, not fucking hoodies. They're in like hoods. Yeah. Hood, they're, they're in fucking hoodies Looks. in the medieval times. They're in hoods. Uh, as well as Robin, Robin's, Robin's kind of what, what he does is he finds like poo shit and he rubs it all over his clothes and he's got this, this cane and he's like hunched over and the guard grabs him and he goes, Hey, hey who are you? And he's, the guard smells him. He goes, Oh God, get away from me. And it's like exactly what Robin wanted. So nobody, nobody will go near him because of the way that he smells. The prisoners, the 10 prisoners are led out to the gallows. One of them, uh, sorry, Will Scarlet, right? Because the Sheriff of Nottingham and Marion are standing like um, watching this, watching this all happen below. And so he sees Will Scarlet and he's like, oh, what say you? And he, go, and he goes, oh, Robin Hood is dead. And he goes, did you see his body? He's like, no, I didn't see his body. He's like, oh, we'll fucking kill him, like hang him anyway. And so the executioner takes him to the gallows, but there's no more rope for him. 
And Will's like, well, I guess you can't hang me. So what he does is he ties him to the barrel that's full of, that we know now is full of gunpowder. And you're like, oh shit. Cause we've got, we've got Azim standing there ready to fire um, a fire arrow at the, at the, at the gunpowder. And now he can't do it because Will is t- attached to the barrel. And you're kind of like, oh, how the fuck is he going to get out of this one? Um, the executioner kicks one of the steps from underneath one of the prisoners. And I found it interesting that, that Robin ends up shooting the rope and the prisoner down, but the prisoner's like the son of little John. Like he's like a 10 year old boy. And I'm like, that's a lot. <laughs> you could have kicked yeah. the, the, you could have kicked the chair out of, of any of the other adults, but you did it to the child, which proves that this movie is better than the, the others first. because they're, they're willing to go there. They're willing to go there, mm-hmm. which I liked. So, mm-hmm. hold on, that's not the end of that scene. What? Um, uh, Nottingham sees Robin, not happy. He's not fucking happy. Like, it just swart, thwarts him. It's like Dorothy and, like, the, the witch thwarts them at every fucking turn. He just can't win. Yeah. The merry men reveal themselves and <laughs> basically all hell ba- breaks through, loose. And here we get to the best shot of the movie where Robin shoots a fire arrow uh, but it's in slow motion and there's fire behind him. And the way that they've shot that is just perfection. So like it's su- it's a shot. It's like two seconds, mm-hmm. but it's a fucking amazing shot. Best shot of the movie. So what say you about that whole scene? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean the, you know, I mean the sequence when uh, Robin's and Mary, Robin's and Mary men that have gotten captured are being led to the gallows is great. I do just want to mention that it's not the sheriff that points out Will Scholar from the crowd. As Robin's men are being let out, the director does something so fucking pointed. I'm like, why did he do that? But he just basically shows Will Scarlet staring right at Little John's kid. And Little John's kid is the one that makes uh, the sheriff of Nottingham realize that he's in the crowd. So I'm like, like but that's like so like. Yeah, but that's like so. Why would he? Uh, but, I don't know. But 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 you know you know. But that's for that's that's here or there. But that but but the whole sequence is great. And like you said, the fact that this movie is willing to go there, and the fact that this movie is willing to show a kid getting hung yeah. and almost dying yeah. is wonderful. The scene when Little John breaks the fucking gallows down is wonderful. Yeah. When 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 Azim starts blowing up shit and blowing up shop yeah also uh the the great scene is when robin hood's merry men block off the uh close the gates to, to, yeah. to close off the courtyard mm-hmm. from the turks yeah it's just great it's yeah. just wonderful but yeah yeah oh and i do want to mention yeah. that scene when robin shoots the arrow <laughs> against the guy that's going to kill will huh. that is actually a, a trailer shot oh yeah and yeah and, and and that and that shot is the one that they use for a couple of the posters, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, it is. It is because the best. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. So Nottingham yeah. is not has not he's not happy. It's all, all all hell's broken loose, and so he takes Marion, kicking and screaming, into the castle. He drags her into one of the rooms. He drags the corrupt priest. He demands yeah, that he chapel. marry them. 
marry us now. <laughs> and the, I don't know why, but the, the seer, the witch is in there and the witch is like, take her, take her now. And he's like, well, listen, the one redeeming quality I have is I'm not going to do it until we're married, right? And I'm like, that's your redeeming quality? Really? So he's like, come on, come on, come on. Uh, and he's Robin Robin and Azim are trying to, they, they've got, run into the castle. They're trying to get in, but the doors, the doors reinforced and the priest looks at, you know, um, Nottingham, do you take her, blah, blah, blah. He says, yes, yes, yes. And he looks at Marion, do you take him? And the sheriff is like, yes, she does. Let's just get on with it. Like she just doesn't say anything. <laughs> so he throws her down on the floor and the priest is still in the middle of marrying them. And he's basically like trying to like have sex with her, like right there. And it's so funny because there's banging on the door. The priest is talking. He's like, I can't, there's too much noise. Like I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then robin's like that's so funny so he's so inept and then robin goes kind of a, around the castle he crashes into the window like errol flynn and then robin and nottingham kind of duke it out and nottingham is not that bad a fighter like you, you've never actually seen him fight so you don't know if he can but he's not that bad he keeps kind of besting robin but obviously uh robin is cornered. Robin Robin wins in the end. Spoiler alert, he wins. But he corners him. He doesn't have a sword. And then right as Nottingham is about to thrust him through, um, Robin stabs him in the heart with Marion's dagger that she she gave him. And uh, the seer, the seer comes out of nowhere, kind of like kind of like Mickey in Scream Two. If you listen to our previous yeah, podcast, that's right. comes out of fucking nowhere towards towards robin and robin doesn't see him and this is when azim uh throws a sword and kills her and saves robin's life and he says he has fulfilled his part and he just walks away and i was like damn he is a boss he's actually a boss he's a fucking boss he just throws this like awesome like sword from 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 jerusalem uh it's like a guard's sword that i think he stole and he oh my god he's just a boss i have fulfilled my contract it just fucking leaves just fucks off <laughs> like oh my god but anyway <laughs> what do you think about that that was a great scene what do you think i yeah no i absolutely love the scene when the sheriff rushes mary into the into the chapel and they have that they have that moment where you know the sheriff says yes, and then before Mary can say anything, he covers up her. He covers up her mouth, and like you said, and like you mentioned, he basically says, "Of course she, you know, you know, you know, uh, you know, of course she does." But the the scene that had me on the floor laughing is the scene when basically, you know, basically the sheriff is trying to rape Marion, but he can't do it because there's so much <laughs> shit happening. Yeah. And the funniest thing, the funniest thing about it is, yeah. the witch takes a pillow and puts it under oh, Marion's yeah, that's head. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and like, Marion's that's gonna make any like, fucking fuck? difference. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? That was so funny. It's so great. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just so, so, so funny. You know, and you know, and the, you know, and and the whole ending sequence with the sheriff. And you're right. We, we you know, you know. We've we've seen how powerful this Alan Rickman performance is, yeah. but we've never really seen him be physical. And I thought that it was really fun to see that could, that he could actually handle himself in a fight. Yeah, and it was a nice callback that the dagger that he gave Marion ends up being the dagger that killed him. I thought that was really appropriate. Yeah. Also, um, the one thing the the one thing that bothered me about this movie. Mm. 
Uh, well, there's there, there's not too many things that bother me, but this really is a glaring omission. Yeah. When when Azim kills the witch, yeah. Uh, she goes the painted man, and Azim goes the witch, and I'm like, there there was nothing that led up to them. Like it, it would yeah. be really cool if if we would have seen like uh, like uh, like Azim having nightmares about this witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 you know, or this witch mentioning, because she did mention, I will see my death, but she never mentioned the Azim or, or, yeah. or seeing a, a figure of a black man. She just says it and Azim says it, but there's nothing behind it to go, wait a minute, what are mm. they talking about? These people know. have never met. What the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. Yeah. That was a bit odd. So, so, so that's something that. I that I felt maybe was in other drafts, but for some reason, yeah, they decided to to toss it out. Also, I I just want to mention really quickly. Yeah. Um, I think it's a scene that we missed, where it's revealed that the the witch is the is the mother of the sheriff of uh, of, of 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 Nottingham, and I think that that is. Oh a my real god! When was that? Interest- Fuck! I feel like I missed so yeah. much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, that 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 is uh, that scene comes right after the sheriff of Nottingham finds the hole in the room. Yeah, in, in his in his chamber, he goes to confront the witch about the hole. Yeah, in his room because he basically he basically thinks that everything the witch has been saying to him is a bunch of bullshit because she's been spying on him this whole time, and that's mm-hmm. when she tells him that you are my son. Okay. I need to ask you a question. Did you watch the theatrical cut or the extended cut? Because that was not in the movie that I watched. I know that scene wasn't in it because I would have remembered it. I'm wondering which which, uh, which cut you watched. I have no idea. I have no. I, I probably, I probably watched the extended cut. Then I have. I have no. Yeah, I do not remember that at was. all because I felt like I would have written that down because that's like a huge plot point. <laughs> so yeah i have yeah that's so, weird but it, it, it was probably it was probably i probably watched the Seneca because i don't i don't know which version i watched to be honest i i have the i have the uh i have it on dvd but i, I don't know what version i have so i mean it doesn't matter but like i yeah i totally did not did not say that but i probably should have watched the extended cut because that sounds better <laughs> yeah that sounds much better no and it, no and like it 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 it, it does give it does give a it does give a character angle to the sheriff of Nottingham that yes. that isn't seen yes. in 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 any of in any incarnation of Robin Hood. So I like that quite a bit. Yes. So now we're at the the final scene. Friar Tuck is marrying uh, Robin and Marion when it's interrupted by King Richard returning home from the Crusades, played by the awesome Sean Connery, and. He basically gives his blessing and they continue on and they get married. It's a very, very nice, beautiful scene. And then the credits roll and that song, Everything I Do, I Do It For You, starts playing and <laughs> you start getting goosebumps. But that's it. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. I mean, just just real quickly, this movie is a lot of fun. And I, I think it's a really, really cool cameo of, you know, of James Bond himself, 007, Sean Connery, to show up as King Richard. Yeah. I think it's very, very cool. Yeah. And for him to say, "Oh, you cannot marry this woman," you know, I have to give her away first. Yeah, is really cool. Also, him thanking Robin for his 
for his kingdom being intact being intact is 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 a great character point because he's right if it wasn't for robin the king the, the england would be in tatters yeah at this point yeah uh, yeah, but you know, I, I I thought it was a wonderful scene, and it was a great way to end the movie. Yes, it was. I agree. All right, so uh, do you want to move over to your trivia? Yes. So uh, my first trivia is the Alan Rickman thing. So Alan Rickman actually turned down the role of the sheriff twice until he was because he didn't like the character. He thought the character was boring. It was badly written. Like there was no way he was going to do it until they told him, "All right, you can make the character your own, but we want you in it." And that's when he went. Can I change his dialogue? And they said yes. Um, I don't okay, know if they would have done okay. it to anyone else. So what the funny dialogue that he said in the movie was was he made up. But what he did was before they started shooting, he actually got together with some of his comedian friends, showed them the script, and went, "How can I make my lines funny?" And that's how he made up all those lines. And the thing is, when they were shooting it, nobody knew that he was change. He changed the script. Nobody knew. And so when he said it, he would, when they yelled cut, he would look to the crew and he would see their reactions and they were just pissing themselves behind the scenes. And he says, that's what I wanted. I wanted them to laugh. That's the reaction I wanted. And that's why the director kept it in because he thought it was so funny what he did with the character. But that's, that's how that came around, which I thought was really cool. Wow. That, that, that. That is that is so cool, and that is so unusual of the director to to give a, uh, an actor basically a car blanche to basically change anything. That really shows you how little faith the people making this film had in the script. Yeah, that's not that's not that's not a good thing. No, no, no. Um, so, uh, two people that were offered the role of Robin Hood, Mel Gibson. I don't know how that would have worked, and um, Carrie Ells. But um, he went on to do Robin. Oh. He went on to do Robin Hood Men in Tights anyway. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's, that. that's really that, that's that's interesting. I never knew that. That is that's very interesting. How funny it would have been to have Carrie L to have Carrie uh, L L L's yeah. in this movie and in 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 Robin Hood Men in Tights. That yeah. would have been very interesting. So considered to pay, play the role of Marion was Elizabeth Hurley and Nicole Kidman, which I thought was rather odd. Uh, um, Elizabeth Hurley. Maybe, but she's too. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. maybe, yeah, but, maybe. <laughs> but 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 Elizabeth Hurley is is too much. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um. And and um, uh, who else did you say? I'm sorry, Nicole Kidman. Brain for it. Mm, uh, maybe. Yes, but for that, for but but for that, I think I think her. I think her May Marion would have been a little bit more, uh, a little bit more straight down the line. Yeah, probably. And a little bit more ser- a little bit more serious. Yeah. So if you'd noticed, Robin Hood is actually like his English. The whole movie is English, right? But he has an American accent, yeah. which <laughs> never bothered me until now because I went what? and Christian Slater doesn't do who plays Will Scarlet. He doesn't have an American. He doesn't have everybody else has a British accent, but those two, and. Apparently, because I thought that is so weird. Like, why would he? Why would they even? Yeah, it is. Why would they let him do an American accent? But what happened is, Kevin wanted to do an English accent, and he got a dialect coach. But apparently, he was so bad at it that the director went, "Just keep your accent. (laughs) Don't do the. Don't don't even try to do the English accent." So that's that's why he's American. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, it, yeah. That's one of the that's one of the like the the that's one of like one of the wise tales from this movie that Kevin Gosner was so <laughs> bad at doing the English accent, the director said, you know what, just just keep just speak yeah. the way you speak because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 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 bad. Yeah. But I but I got but I don't understand why Christian Slater didn't switch over. I don't know. Maybe he couldn't do it either. I don't know. Yeah. Um yeah. there was supposed to be a sequel. But it didn't go anywhere, unfortunately. I would have loved it. What? Sequel. Yeah, they actually, um, Morgan Creek, the ones that um, made the movie, they actually hired writers to write a sequel. But it didn't, I don't know if they wrote it and it just didn't go anywhere, but it just fell flat. That would have been cool. <laughs> that would have been so cool. But, yeah, but the thing is, who would like, where would they have gone with it? That's oh, Robin Hood has so many stories. They would have gone with it. They could, they could have done yeah. so many stories with Robin. Um, my last piece of trivia, mm-hmm. which I think you'll like, Patrick Stewart was considered for the role of Sheriff of Nottingham. No way! Yeah, Picard. <laughs> Thought you'd like that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! But you know what? I'm. I'm. That would have been great. But I'm so. I'm so immensely proud that it was Alan Rickman. Oh yeah. Because Alan Rickman. I, I, look, as good as Kevin Costner is, and as good as Mae Barron is, and as good as all, all the bunch of all the people in this movie are, Alan Rickman is this movie. He is. He's this movie. He kills it. Absolutely kills it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, as much as it would have been nice to see John Luke uh, uh, play the sheriff, like, it just ha- it, it, you just have to give it to Alan Rickman for this movie. Oh, you, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to. Yeah. And that's the end of my trivia. Mm. Yeah, I, actually, I I do want to um I just do want to point out a couple things about this movie yeah. that I know. Yeah. Um, this movie, this movie's production was so fucking awful. Yeah. That the original director of this film quit like twice. <laughs> no, he quit like three different times. Wow. He quit. He quit three different times, and uh, um, Kevin Costner was so unpleased with the way that with the way that the script was going that after the director quit the third time kevin costner was like fuck it i'll direct the movie uh-huh. so kevin costner ended up directing the second half of the movie wow amazing um, and then and then years later kevin costner and the same director Came together again to do Waterworld. Oh, oh, um, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Um, and yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, Waterworld, Waterworld didn't um, didn't work out either for them, and and, yeah. uh, and and something very similar with Waterworld happened as it did with Prince of Thieves. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, but uh, that'll do it uh, for this edition of the mixtape uh, podcast. Uh, listen, guys. If you love the show and have any questions for us, uh, you can just simply email us. You could just simply email us at uh, themixtapepod at AOL.com. If, uh, if we receive any questions there in the future, uh, we will address them and maybe we'll give you a shout out on the show. But um, just really, really quick here before we say goodbye, if you guys are going to come back, for uh, next week, we'll be watching um, the 1980 film, Friday the 13th. So with that, I hope that you come back for our season finale uh, next uh, 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 
next uh, next week, uh, where we'll be watching Friday the 13th, as I, previously, as I previously mentioned. But for my beloved co-host, Dean Stark, and myself, I would just like to say thank you for listening. And as I say often, if someone is kind enough to make you a mixtape one day, that must mean that they truly love you. The Mixtape Podcast is a Balloonhead Productions presentation.